Discretion is advised. So many slutty shanters on my street today. So many slutty shanters for SantaCon on my street today. It's scandalish. It made me sick. Shame here. Going and shitting in my park. There's slutty shanties. Suits on. Shitting, smoking, slutting. Sitting there in their Santa suits, a slutty Santa suits. Sitting there with their slutty Santa suits. Smoking like sluts. Well, hello, everybody. <laughs> On Christmas. <laughs> On Christmas. <laughs> Welcome to Art Star Scene Radio. Hello. We got it back. <laughs> we got our show back from yeah. those snackers. Oh, my gosh. Those snackers. <laughs> I'm Face Boy. I'm Face Girl. With us in the studio, Abby Hertz. Hello. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about today. It's too much. Too much, too much to talk about. Oh no. Too much what? Too much stuff. Too much, not even a little teaser. Earlier this week, um, Lucas, Lucille is Lucas now. Yeah, I was wondering about that. What do you want to know? Well, I got I got a message on Instagram in my other folder, and it was like, "Hi, it's Lucas. I was Lucille. Follow my transition." And I didn't realize it was Lucille, Lucille, because there was no picture for the profile. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, a lot of people reach out to me, mm-hmm. so I just kind of like deleted it. And then I saw on Facebook today, um, I don't know what their pronouns are. I, th- it, they them is always safe, but I think he's going with he now. Okay, he. So I saw his post today that was talking about transitioning, and I was like, oh, oh, and I put two and two together because I'm I'm that quick. <laughs> and uh, so then, yeah, I was going to ask you and be like, how how new is this? When did this happen? When can I meet Lucas, the new Lucas? Mm-hmm. Well, it's been a, a slow and ongoing process, um, and. Uh, uh, it's hard to really say when it began, you know? I know. Yeah. But. I mean, I, I think I've talked about my gender dysmorphia on here before. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. But we don't talk about that anymore, right? I mean, I know. I, I mean, I can talk about my gender identity. I'm just. All right, let's let's yeah. go with that for a little bit. <laughs> then we'll, we'll get to where I was going with the story. Yeah. So, I mean, I think if I if I didn't. um basically like role play femininity so well um in drag really because mm-hmm. tonight i feel like i'm in drag mm-hmm. uh i might have transitioned honestly because i've never felt like a girl never felt like a woman and how old are you 35 35 yeah lucas is 32 yeah i, I knew you were fairly close in age yeah yeah i mean i i have like tna and hips and so i'm like mm. And and I have really nice brush dishes. And, <laughs> yeah, you do. and I don't want to get rid of them. <laughs> I don't think a guy should have to get rid of his boobs. Yeah, yeah. Me either. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, I think that you should just be able to be whatever body type, customize however you want. I, I would not get rid of my boobs. I mean, ideally, personally, not for like, you know, whatever. But personally, ideally, I would have both sets of genitalia. 
Same. That's always been. I I've always wished that even on my children. Yeah. I, no. I, I I had a friend that was born with 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 um. What do you call it? Intersex. She was intersex, and she didn't tell anybody about it until she was like way older. And I was like, man, that's like my dream. What is the term hermaphrodite used? Sometimes uh, I think the the more politically correct term is these intersex? days is intersex. Okay. Yeah. I like to know. I like to keep up on these things. Yeah, yeah. We're getting old. We gotta keep up with the kids these days. <laughs> yeah, I know. What they tell us, yep. us old people can't do or say anymore. So, <laughs> so he's getting rid of a lot of the old girl clothes, and uh, and his friend Melissa, who I've known for five years, um, is the same size. So they met up <laughs> at my apartment. Um. Because I have laundry right down the hall, we could get all the laundry done, and and um, <laughs> and this woman Melissa is gorgeous. So I have the evening basically sipping whiskey because I don't slam it like I used to. <laughs> Watching this gorgeous woman take on and put, take off and put on clothes, <laughs> and, and she, yeah, I know. <laughs> and she kept stopping and saying, "I'm really sorry if this is boring." And I'm like, this is like a teenage, every straight or bi teenage boy's dream. <laughs> like, how does my ass look in this? Oh, this really pushes my boobs together. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so that was fun. No, but I was thinking like you're the perfect partner for Lucas to do this. Yeah, too. absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's, my support has been a hundred percent. In fact, we were at uh, some sort of group therapy thing a couple of months ago, and I was already saying he, and they were like, "No, it's they them." <laughs> you're like, you're like, I know my partner. <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> I know where this is going. Yeah. <clears throat> so that was great fun. So we've talked a lot about. Oh yeah, I know where I want to start. I definitely know where I want to start. <laughs> You speak Carney. Is all mis agijas? Is I speak kiz arnizi? Is every z dizay is of mis ailes i fiz i kizid spizi kizid? Did you understand it? Not a word. I just said, oh my gosh, I like ballet girl. I was like, I speak Carney every day of my life. I could speak it. <laughs> now we we a couple of months ago for a couple of weeks, I was obsessed with this Carney stuff. <laughs> because I read this article about this guy who lost his entire life savings playing a carny game, playing tubs of fun. <laughs> he he lost three hundred dollars, and then he he went home, and got the rest of his money, and lost the rest of it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> in a carny game, I'm trying to figure out how this was playing out. Like he was like. Uh, like, like he might as he, he he loses three hundred dollars and he asks the carny guy, "Can I please, can I please just go home and get some more money, please?" <laughs> and the carny guy is probably like, "Well, once the once you leave the fairgrounds, the game is over." But in your case, <laughs> I guess I'll make an exception. Oh, thank you, carny guy. <laughs> was it six thousand or three thousand? It was around twenty five hundred, twenty three hundred. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't a. Lot for life savings, but you know if that's your life savings, then, it's a lot. Then it's a lot. Yeah, you know? I gambled for the first time last weekend. How did that go? Well, okay, so uh, 
I'll preface it with it was not real money, unfortunately, because I won big. Um, it was my my husband's company holiday party and they brought in like the casino thing, whatever. And they gave us fake money. Mm-hmm. So we each started with a thousand dollars. And by the end of the night, I had like 15 grand. That's fun. I like that. And I, I was like, like why isn't this real money? <laughs> right. But because you be... I want this money. Yeah. And then <laughs> at the end of the night, I was just stuck with all these chips worth 15 grand. And I had to just give them my chips. Aww. And I was like, fuck you. Fuck you, corporate America. Fuck what, you. what games did you play? So I, I played. <laughs> <laughs> I played um, poker, blackjack and roulette. But the game I won biggest at was roulette because um so this sounds kind of hokey, but on my mom's side of the family, we have like a psychic streak. And so I just, it's a game of chance, right? But I just kept going with my intuition and just kept getting it over and over again. And soon enough, like everybody was just like following whatever I did. <laughs> <laughs> Which was really funny. And they're like, how are you doing this? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I would have been burned at the stake. <laughs> but way back when, but yeah, it was, it was interesting. Uh, I don't know if I'd have like the chutzpah to gamble with real money, though. Why not try like uh, going with a hundred dollars and playing roulette somewhere? Yeah, I should. I should see if that that was like a fluke or not, or maybe I shouldn't because my grandpa was addicted to gambling. Oh man, uh, what a what a conundrum! <laughs> I've had the same problem. That's why I kind of avoided yeah. anything gambling. When you said. What you said, it makes sense that your grandpa was addicted to gambling because yeah. it sounds like the Sleeping Beauty needle for you. What's that? Wait, what? Like the Sleeping... You know how she wasn't allowed near anything that could prick her finger oh, because yeah. of the curse? Yeah. So like the Sleeping Beauty needle for you would be yeah. gambling. Well, anything addictive, really. I try to stay... I don't do drugs. I barely drink alcohol. And um, yeah, I, I come from a long line of addicts on my father's side, so I just try to watch it. So I'm a lot more boring than people think I am. <laughs> I had a dream last night that I was playing heads up poker with Lucas and I bet $25 without looking at my cards and then I tried to take it back. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I bet $25 without looking at my cards because I had a feeling about them. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, fuck this. Why did I do that? Can I take it back? And they're like, no. What's yeah, heads no up poker? Back. That's when it's just two people. Okay. So it's not what I was thinking. <laughs> Okay. What I was picturing a lot of ridiculous things. Do you know Heads Up, like 7-Up? No. It's a kid's game where people put their heads on the table and they put their thumbs up. and Oh, yeah. It's really like, I don't know, somebody comes and touches your thumb and then you have to guess, I think, who touched your thumb. I don't it really remember. It sounds really creepy. Yeah. Really creepy. I feel like that was the game. Look it up. I swear Kids played this. this I wasn't vaguely some remember weird it. thing well, I made up when I was a when I was a teacher, and it was the end of the day, and I was waiting for parents to come pick their kids up, and some of the parents used it for like free daycare just to be assholes, and <laughs> and I wanted to keep it, so I was mostly teaching kindergarten. I was a permanent substitute teacher at a private school, and um and the kids were like rowdy at the end of the day, and I was like really tired, so I played a game with them called Cemetery. <laughs> okay. Where they had to lay down and pretend to be dead. <laughs> and That's the, the whole game. And and then the last one to like move or talk one. So like as soon as they moved or talked talked, they were out. Mm-hmm. And everybody wanted to win. So mm-hmm. they just laid there until like their parents came, man. It was great. <laughs> and this is a babysitter thing you came up with? Well, I mean, I was a 
I was teaching kindergarten, but like their parents would not come for like an hour sometimes after class to pick them up. Nice. So I was like, <laughs> corpse pose. Corpse pose. There is a party next door, and uh, so you might hear some background noise. People coming to use our bathroom and. Yeah, I was I like, want, who are wanna... all of these like Barbies and Ken dolls that think they're hip? Can they hear me? Yes. Can they hear me? Oh, well, fuck them, y'all. Maybe. <laughs> but no, they're too self-absorbed, I can yeah, tell. I, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I didn't want to be oh Mr. God. Shushy. Oh, my God. Can they hear you? Oh yes. Will they, they listen? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I tried ecstasy for the first time the other night. In my butt. Yeah, and then there were other things in my butt. I don't know what happened, but that was in my butt. <laughs> like a party in my butt. There are a lot of beards involved. They're saying Lots party in the hallway also. Yeah, I heard that. They're <laughs> like, party. That's been happening a lot party. lately. I'm excited. How did you learn? How and why did you learn Cardi Talk? Um, both of my parents grew up speaking it. How and why do <laughs> both of your parents grow up speaking Cardi Talk? Um, There's a lot of theories one is that my grandma my dad's mom had an affair with a carny so indiana is kind of like a a very weird place and um there's a lot of carnies there that kind of settle there they'll like do the traveling midwest carnival carnival circuit and then be in indiana for some weird reason during off times and off seasons and then my grandma somehow learned carny we think maybe she had an affair, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then she taught my my dad Carney, and then my mom learned Carney from her friend Debbie's mom. And <laughs> we were just <laughs> trying to figure out at Thanksgiving how her mom learned Carney, and we don't know that either. Maybe she also had an affair with a Carney. Maybe it was the same Carney. Maybe he liked curly haired women. I don't know. Has it ever? Uh, <laughs> You're all curly, curly carnies. Curly carnies. Has, have you ever found it to to, to be an advent an advantageous skill? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm. I've asked my husband to learn it so many times, and he still hasn't. Like, get on it. Come on, James, if you're listening. I don't think he's listening. He's in London, but um, yeah. So in my last marriage, we used it constantly to talk about people right in front of them. Mm-hmm. Um, to talk about performers backstage. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just to talk about anything where you don't want people to understand you. And then me and him also spoke Spanish, too. So if we were around people that knew Carney, we would speak Spanish Carney. Mm-hmm. Spanish Carney. Yeah. And if they knew Spanish and Carney, then I guess we were fucked. But we never <laughs> we never came across that. Situation. Is Spanish Carney, Spanish Carney or like your own hybrid? Um, it's it's basically it can be any language you could do like Hebrew Carney. Portuguese carny. Chinese carny would probably be really tough. I'm sure it would. Yeah. So just applying whatever rules. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's like a pig Latin. You put an E and a Z before every vowel or vowel sound. Well, let's not give it all away. Yeah. Well, people still can't figure it out even when I say that. So it's okay. all good. And um, did you did you go to carnivals? When you were yes. growing up. Yeah, yeah. My dad loved to take us to carnivals and we'd go find the old carnies and see who spoke carny. Mm-hmm. It was a dying breed even when I was growing up. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if, if that exists 
how how much it exists now it's hardly still in hardly at all hardly at all uh, when i was a kid in like the 80s it was already dying out and it was mm-hmm. like only the old old crusty carnies that spoke it so mm-hmm. um, i don't know not very many people speak carny anymore it's really hard to find people to speak carny with and i get sad and i'm like who's gonna speak carny with me <laughs> And then I just start speaking it sometimes um, when I'm out with like a friend or my husband and he's like, I, I don't know that. I'm like, because uh, I grew up speaking it. So mm-hmm. my, my older brother and I grew up hearing it and uh, we just started speaking it when we were like three, four years old. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even know what it was or that there was like, you know, what the rules were, put this and this before this. We just, it was just, that's how kids learn, I guess. Mm-hmm. So when you're at a carnival and you're you're speaking carny, do you get treated differently, I'm sure? They're usually shocked. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I clean up okay. So, you know, they're like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who is this person? Um, yeah, they're usually shocked. And, um, yeah, then we have conversations or whatever. And I'm identified as no longer a muggle. Or, right. Y- yeah. A mark. So they're not going to, yeah. <laughs> You know, that, that literally was something that was done, that, that if somebody, if a carnival person found out that you were very gullible and they lost, and you lost, and they got money from you, they would put some chalk on their hand and pat you on the back and say, hey, better luck next time. And then you were marked for the other carnival folks to know that you were mm-hmm. And an that it's mark. one of the reasons Carney was created, or really the only reason, was to trick marks mm-hmm. or to talk about marks in front of them. Mm-hmm. And yet, that one guy went back to the same game. <laughs> Poor fucker. Tubs of fun. <laughs> Tubs of fun. It's just blo- throwing a ball into a tub. Yeah, yeah. Of fun. And you got to get two in. But once there's one in there, it dampens it so that, or it does something so that the <laughs> other one bounces out. Bounces out, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's physics. You can't win. Most carny games are physics that you can't, you just can't win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I see online, these people are like, okay, here's how you beat such and such a game. <laughs> you have to go underhand and spin really fast. And I'm like, well, just don't fucking play. I mean, do these people sit around all year? I'm going to get that carny this year. I've studied. I've worked on it. I built my own game in my backyard. I can beat that carny. You know that man did that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, now that I think of it, I did have a lot of stuffed animals growing up, and I did win a lot of them at carnivals. And I'm guessing that just because we spoke carny, they probably did something to make me win. Or they didn't do the thing that would make you lose. Yeah, 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 because I, like I, I won a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I meant by having it be something advantageous at a carnival. Yeah, yeah, I guess it was. I really wanted a parrot this one time right before my dad went into his first drug rehab, at least during my lifetime. I really wanted this fucking parrot, man. And uh, it was ski ball, but it was like carny ski ball. So um, I got it. I got that parrot. Nice. A real parrot. No. Oh. I mean, it was in my mind. Nice. Yeah. I got ripped off by a carny when I was about 14 years old and I was living in North Dakota. And um, I figured out later on what he did. It was it was one of those ball toss games. Um, and what he did is... Because I would get them all the time for the practice shots. Then, okay, this one counts. Give me $5. Boom. Wouldn't work. He was switching the balls mm-hmm. under the counter. And um, I didn't see any of this coming because when I grew up, carnival games, 
were part of like the uh, the the food fairs, like the like the San Gennaro, yeah. and and these were all run by the mafia when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. So, and and it was a lot of their kids that were going there, and you know it was it was a, a family thing, and there's no fucking way you know that they would stand for anyone doing a rip off game. Nope. So not yeah. true. That's where I was ripped off. At a mafia run? At the San Gennaro, whatever, something, what something. <sighs> Can't answer that. Why? When did the mafia what decade? stop? What decade? <laughs> they, were def- they were probably out, definitely by the 90s they were out. Okay. Well, then this was after that. Yeah. Okay. Never mind then. I mean, the Your Italian story checks mafia out. is still in Little Italy. Yeah, they still have a hand in things here and there. They're certainly not as powerful as they were. Yeah, they were. I mean, they were at least 10 years ago because we had a friend. Um, well, it was my ex-husband's friend. I, I didn't like him. I thought he was sketchy. And then he proved me right by being involved in like this massive drug bust that involved the Italian mafia. And mm-hmm. it was they were busted at an apartment in Little Italy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like all over the news. But now you can't even find it in Google interesting yeah i think he'd be and then he didn't go to jail for it and like got a real job after that so i'm guessing he was an informant i see oh that's my story you your husband's friends are sketchy (laughs) my ex yeah my ex-husband yeah yeah no most of his friends were sketchy okay we can say that (laughs) (laughs) no my i love him he's been on the show i'd have him on again you know yeah He's a very fun person. He's a very fun person. And I trust him entirely, like in my apartment and stuff like that. But some of his friends, most of his friends. Most of his friends. Yeah. Sketcharama. Sketcharama Central. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Squatters. Mm -hmm. Travelers. Crusty folk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Got a lot of stories. He likes that culture. Oh, he does. And he grew up. He has this like mythical tale of how he grew up. And it's super not how he grew up. He grew up like middle class. Very, uh, they say in Scotland, very twee, like everything, like little cup with a little saucer with like gold rim, like, Mm -hmm. oh, oh, hi, what if the queen comes, you know, Mm -hmm. like (laughs) keeping everything perfect at all times. Mm -hmm. He was not. That is not the image. (laughs) I know. Nobody, nobody thinks he grew up like that, but as I knew his parents and his house, he grew up in very well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I knew that. No. I love that <laughs> because now I want to know what he wore when he was there. Was it just like anything you would see him in now or yeah, did he change? Yeah, no, he didn't change. And, okay. and he'd put his feet on the nice couch with his shoes on and his mama would go, oh, I Christopher. And then like, and then he'd be like, oh, 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 and like put his feet back down. <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> <laughs> when he gets back on the show oh, yeah, you guys want to give him shit and then he'd put his foot back up and, uh, oh! <laughs> just, go, just keep going up. oh man <laughs> hi Christopher <laughs> they're so cute <laughs> but yeah I'm going to London I don't people are like what do you have with like British men uh, nothing actually I just happened to only marry British men <laughs> well, Chris was Scottish. 
I know. And that's what I say, too. I'm like, well, they're not. <laughs> he's not really British. He's Scottish. And they're like, oh, well, it's part of Britain. And I'm like, not for much longer. They're going to get independence. I mean, they're probably going to miserably fail, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Scotland. It's like my adopted second home country, but um, they couldn't even build their parliament correctly. It's a monstrosity. No, nobody's seen it. It's no. awful. <laughs> no, I'm also just so busy watching all the people going in and out of the bathroom. Not like in a weird way. Not like I. I'm seeing people are having a hallucination. No, they look like very recent transplants from the Midwest. How do you know they're not just in town for this party? Oh, SantaCon? No, this is this is <coughs> that's not a SantaCon party. Okay, yeah, they're yeah. just normal. Yeah, well, no, she has a Santa hat on and she looks very drunk. <laughs> if it's just a hat, I feel like you have to go all out for con. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is just your regular holiday party thing. Yeah, I think it's a regular holiday party. Right. I don't know. We could ask them. Do we want to bring them in? No. No. Oh, <laughs> God, no. No. If I, we didn't have a guest, I would I'd be right on it. Okay. <laughs> For those of you at home, one of them do, is doing like a football player dance. I don't know how to describe it, but like, you know when they have a touchdown and they do like a little shimmy? Yeah. Yeah, no, that I just saw happened. that. I mean, it was like awful and endearing at the same time. Yeah. That's the one I would pull in to ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she looks fun in her own way. Yeah. In a throw up on the mic kind of way. Yeah. There, there is a liability issue. Yeah. That we do need to think of as trained hosts on the equipment. Good call, face boy. You win this one. Thank you, vape girl. Yeah. You're usually the unreasonable one. I usually am. Yeah. Let's get to some of my notes, shall we? I saw you put your glasses on. Yeah, I was wondering what was going on and how much longer (laughs) it was going to take. Well, first I was looking for my pen, because I always have a pen to write something down if it comes to be and shit like that. Wait. Yeah. Good. Now I have a pen in my hand. And to cross off the stuff. I know it's not carny, but you could have just done this. For those of you at home, I'm waving my hand in like a check sort of thing. Like, kind of like check. Pen. I could also f- fucking fumble around looking for a pen. Yeah, while while the drunk people stumble about outside. Yes, <laughs> doing a little football shimmy. Let's do a song, then we'll get to our notes. How's that sound? You're a monster. I'm a monster. And while we're getting that set up, I think I have some stuff I'm supposed to read here. Some cappy. Some cappy. Some cappy. I'd like to apologize for last week's show. <laughs> no snack attack. Didn't realize that the hosts that came in were going to refer to vegans as filthy, godless vegans for the whole show. <laughs> I want to apologize for their personal attack on Moby, who is a friend of mine. Oh. Calling him a filthy, godless heathen. Wait, who were your guests last week? I do want to mention. Yeah, oh. they took over the station, the studio. So I do want to mention that their uh, child is now vegan and they are taking her to conversion therapy. It was Ted and Janet Warble and their child, Shirley, who started weeping uncontrollably halfway through the show. Shut well, I the apologize front door. about that. She continued weeping uncontrollably while singing uh, Animal Crackers in My Soup. She are they like anti-vaxxers? Like, who are these people? Snackers. Snackers. The Hardcore entire snackers. show was about snacks. 
I mean, I like snacks too. But... Who doesn't like a good snack? I like a good snack. <laughs> or a good snack hack. I mean, I'm, I like good snack hacks. I like snack facts. Radio Free Brooklyn's Drive to Five fundraising campaign is underway. In May, RFB turns five years old, and we need to re- raise $25,000 so we can continue bringing you commercial-free independent radio for another five years. I apologize that the child was crying while the person was reading this copy last week, and you probably couldn't hear it, because we think raising money should be fun. Each month, we'll be bringing listeners fun challenges with some great prizes. The first is a trivia quiz to find out just how well you know RFB. The top five scorers will win a limited limited edition five-year anniversary RFB t-shirt with Lenny on it. That's the best one. That's the cat. Remember oh, Lenny? Oh, Lenny. You can also dial 718-673-8201 to leave us a message letting us know why you love Radio Free Brooklyn. And Lenny. Or to wish us a happy birthday. Your message may be played on the air. Now, a lot of you are going to want to hear the train wreck that was last week. Yeah, now got, I'm going to have to go back. It. and yeah. I will be archiving it probably on Monday. Okay, great. With all the warnings. <laughs> yeah, don't. It was offensive. Yeah, you think we're offensive for our language, these yeah. people. Shit talked us. White shirt now red, my bloody nose sleeping. You're on your tippy toes creeping around like no one knows. Think you're so criminal. Bruises on both my knees for you. Don't say thank you or please do what I want when I'm wanting to. My soul so cynical. So you're a tough guy, like it really rough guy Just can't get enough guy, chest always so puffed guy I'm that bad type, make your mama sad type Make your girlfriend mad type, might seduce your dad type I'm the bad guy Duh I'm the bad guy I like it when you take control, even if you know that you don't own me. I'll let you play the role. I'll be your animal. My mommy likes to sing along with me. She won't read the song with me. The lyrics, you'll pity the men I know. So you're a tough guy, like it really rough guy Just can't get enough guy, just always so puffed guy I'm that bad type, make your mama sad type Make your girlfriend mad type, make you seduce your dad type I'm I'm the bad bad guy Duh I'm the bad guy
Like when you get mad I guess I'm pretty glad That you're alone You said she's scared of me I mean I don't see what she sees But maybe it's cause I'm wearing your cologne I'm a bad guy I'm a bad guy I'm the bad guy You know, that's one of the very few songs of that genre that I actually like. Clearly, you came in and I was like, oh, good, you know this. How the hell does Faceboy know this? Well, I mean... <laughs> what? I'm not surprised. Why? Uh, it's good, it's everywhere, also lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. There's that. Radio Free Brooklyn's mission to... Pro- Mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Every dollar helps us stay on the air. Support independent community media by pledging whatever you can. All contributions are tax-deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Please donate a monthly pledge or a one-time donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. If you want to support this show in particular, maybe you had a couple of laughs, maybe you learned something about carny folk. Maybe you just learned a new language. Maybe you just learned a new language. Go to rfb.nyc slash s. That's rfb.nyc slash a-s-s. Come on, just give us some money. It's the giving season. Yeah. Take it off your taxes. Yeah. AHZ Concepts, what's it do? What can it do? Oh, wow, a lot. Um, (laughs) I was like, that was a segue. Um, So AHZ Concepts is my private and corporate event entertainment company. And I do focus mostly on art clients and my website's geared more towards art clients. But I'm actually expanding right now to do um, more, I don't know, how do I say this, like normal events. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, So I'm going to put pictures of some of the burlesque and jazz and more like stilt walkers and things I do on that website. But um, yeah, we do murals, installation art, um, living art, performers, performance art, circus people, fire effects. I just did open flame effects for uh, Hennessy's holiday party Mm -hmm. on Thursday night. That was fun. I do all kinds of stuff. What what effects? Uh, open flame. And that consists fire. of fire. Yeah, but what yeah. kind of stuff? Um, so uh, they had an ice bar and they wanted fire and ice. And <laughs> so behind the ice bar, I did uh, lines of fire. What do you mean lines of fire? Like up lines? No, like horror. Snorting them? Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, let me, how do I... So, like, you take a Kevlar wick and douse it in fuel, like a safer fuel that we use, mm-hmm. and then light it on fire. Okay, and then what? <laughs> <laughs> so, that's all they hired me for, but once they got around, then I had, um, like, one of the guys I hired, he did, like, a tiny fire eating show at the ice bar because I, I was just like, you know, even though they didn't pay for the extra, I'm going to give them extra anyways because 
I guess when you're an entertainer, <laughs> you, you gotta want, entertain. Yeah, you want people to be entertained. Yep. So, <laughs> so do you spit at the thing with more fire stuff? Is that what lines is? No. Do you sh- shit around? Not. I mean, you could. That's not what this one was. Oh. But yeah, we do full scale fire shows as well. Um, my first company, Flambeau Fire, is where I started with that uh, with my ex husband. <laughs> so agency concepts yeah so um i actually face boy works as a stage manager for one of my big events i do for a client every halloween and um it's for an art collector client and she curates and i curate with her uh a theme from contemporary or modern art history every year mm-hmm. so yeah, those it's it's a shitload of work, but it's it's a fun gig, and I and I appreciate getting it every year. Yeah, it is. It's a shit ton of work. I start working on it in August usually. I started. I mean, I, I was doing this for my own health, but I stepped it up, like diet and exercise routine. I lost eight pounds before the gig because uh, there was one year where I had given Abby my measurements and everything, but I got the costume and it still didn't fit. And I had to get the pants, hold the pants up with my belt and, you know, hold, put a shirt over the front of it. And I was just so embarrassed. But damn, I'm out of shape. And this is not a party for an out of shape person, like work wise or looks wise or anything. It, yeah, it's hard. I mean, you know, this year I was very careful with what I wore because I'm like eight to 10 pounds heavier than I I have been like the past few years. And my client like skinny 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 she sure does very skinny mm-hmm. you know it's it's the party guests are fashion designers models celebrities mm-hmm. uh rich socialite people and they're all just you know stick 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 thin mm-hmm. did you know that over 37 percent of american males and somewhere around 36 percent are obese and another 37% and about the same amount are overweight, making it like something, it's somewhere around over 70% of Americans are either overweight or obese. I mean, that does not surprise me at all. See, when you live in New York, especially if you live in an area like mine, Greenwich Village, where it's affluent, you don't see that as mm-hmm. much. You, you, those statistics really blow your mind. But, um, but wow, how did we get here? Wow. I mean, I know how we got here. It, it was, it's, it's, uh, it's the foods that are available to poor people and to some extent middle class people are not as nutritious and, and, and are not, and are fattier and, and are worse for you than, than, uh, than if you're rich. You can eat healthy on a poor person's budget. You can. Kind of. But it takes a lot of, <laughs> Knowledge it takes a lot of you know using all your resources, um, and and it's just difficult. It's very difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been poor. I've been on food stamps and tried to eat healthy. It it is extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. But but a lot of it, you know, my family in the Midwest is um, like working class to like lower middle class range, and when they share their recipes on like my family Facebook profile, <laughs> and I scroll through, I'm like. Wow. Like if I if I ate like that and drove everywhere and didn't mm-hmm. exercise, like I'd probably blimp out too. Take a cup of lard, 
two cups of lard. <laughs> or, you know what? Three cups of lard. It's the holidays. Make I it mean, tasty. I love some lard. Like I knew somebody that, that made croutons, like homemade croutons with lard. Best damn croutons I've ever had. I'll bet they were. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of it's the cheese, though. They they put they just smother everything in cheese. Take a bowl of take a take a a a, a, a take a round t- make a round cube yes. r- oh, not a round cube cheese a round ball, ball of cheese. Mm-hmm. Fry it in some lard. Yeah, you know? I mean it's literally called a cheese ball. So my husband has been getting used to all the American foods mm-hmm. and especially like middle American working class foods when we go home. Mm-hmm. And so last last Christmas, uh, my my grandma made a cheese ball, mm-hmm. um, which is um, cheddar cheese with salami in it. And then you form it into a ball and then put um, like crushed walnuts or pecans and put that on the outside. And my husband's like, I am not eating that. And I was like, try it. And then he tried it. And then he was like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> cheese ball, yeah. This shit tastes good. Yeah. Man. Except ambrosia salad. Ugh. What? Oh, that's the worst. It is one of the most disgusting things that I, has I, ever I, been invented. I just, I just don't even know how that happens. Can you explain it? It's like jello with whipped cream and fruit, but Sometimes some people mayonnaise. some people put mayonnaise in it. Yeah, the mayonnaise thing has gone too far, and the raisins thing has gone too far amongst white folks in the Midwest. Is that something I could have seen at a deli? N- in, Not around no, here, no. In the Midwest, okay, because I've seen some jello with weird stuff in it at maybe, delis. Maybe I uh, the first and only time I had ambrosia salad, I was I was pretty <gasps> young, maybe about. Eight years old. Such a nice name. How is this so it, disgusting? It ambrosia salad. Oh, I'd love some ambrosia salad. We're out of watercress. <laughs> <laughs> and it was at my grandparents' house in Silver Spring, Maryland. One of my relatives or, or, or one of their friends had made it. And I tasted it and I and I was like <laughs> And I didn't touch any more of it. And they were like, Eat your ambrosia salad. No, that's a horror movie. Eat your ambrosia salad. You put it on your plate, you eat that ambrosia salad. You're not going to insult, insult, insult your Aunt Julie who worked on that ambrosia salad. And I, oh. and I straight up said, if I eat any more of this, I will puke. And I probably won't make it to the bathroom either. I will puke on this plate. <laughs> so what's more insulting? <laughs> this plate full of ambrosia Kids salad are honest. or my puke? I mean, like... Maybe I was more like six because it was a very honest answer. Yeah, for better or for worse, I have food allergies. So And the, nobody in the Midwest understands that. So they're like, just eat it anyway. Don't and be I'm picky. Like, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. my, my poor grandparents are like... Oh, they, do you want this? And I'm like, I can't. I'm allergic. Oh, you're allergic to. Uh, yeah, still, still am. Not ever going away. <laughs> Whole life. <laughs> ask over and over and over again. I didn't have to eat the ambrosia salad. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> Did anybody eat it? I don't know. Did you try to feed it to the dog? And the dog was like, no, absolutely not. A dog would not eat it. Yeah, I know. My dog would because she's disgusting. <laughs> I love her. I hope she's not eating something right now. I hope she's not listening. Yeah, I hope she is because we could li- we could have the the view- the listenership. <laughs> yeah, I wish my cats could call in. I have cats now. Oh, I adopted them. We adopted them from the street, but um, there were three, right? If my landlord is listening, this not is, really. This is not me, and we do not have cats. Of course not. 
Not a single one. So from that story that you posted on Facebook, is it those cats? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I'm so happy that's how that turned out. Well, Frank still needs a home. No. Don't look at me. (laughs) I'm like, Frank. Frank ain't living with Frank. Frank and Frank. Frank is not living with Frank. Frank But he's trans. He was originally Francesca. And now, mm. and now he's Francisco, aka Frank. You not, have to take not going to sell cat. it that way. No, damn. Now you have work. to. Wow, damn that's it. a transphobe. You have to take it, or you're transphobic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not as long that, as I'm with Lucas. No hashtag Juno. <laughs> um, everybody, listen on Sundays. Go on. <laughs> what were you saying? Said as long as I'm with Lucas, no one can call me transphobic. Wow, did you just tokenize your? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. I did. Double, double. You have to take that cat now. Coldies, folks. Zinc. It works. You can hear a little bit of cold in my voice. Yeah. I got this cold three days ago, and this is the end of it. I I want some of that zinc. Give me some of that good shit. That's the good shit. It's one of the few fucking cold medications that actually does what it says. It will reduce the severity and length of your cold. I continued working out, doing my regular exercise routine. It took a little longer, but I did it. It's the one that's a sucking candy? It's a sucking candy. You suck it. A shucking candy. You suck it. You just let it dissolve in your mouth. You suck it. So the shucking candy supposed to dissolve my illnesses? It'll dissolve your illnesses. The so, severity and the, the sh- length. The severity and the length. And the girth. The girth, <laughs> length, and severity of my illness shall be shortened? Yes. That's unfathomable. Superior. Yes. It is superior. Such a superior cold suppressant. I'm not getting paid to say this. No one would pay me to say this in this way. <laughs> they should pay you to say this in yeah, this way. Yeah, they should send you like a free supply, man. Right. Yeah. Nancy, my sister, was starting to get a cold. I, I, I told her coldies. She's, she said, I told you that years ago. Like, okay, well, thank <laughs> so you. Then why do I have to remind you? <laughs> why don't you know? No, she was already on it. Oh, of course she's Nancy. She's already on it. Yep. Did you just tell me a story that ended with, but Nancy was already on it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> Club 59. That's what you've been doing lately uh, since Fosta Sesta screwed you over with lust. Yes. Yes. Um, we, you can start with any part of that sentence. Uh, where do I even begin? I, I think that any event that I do now and I advertise it on Facebook or Instagram is going to be suppressed because my profiles were red flagged and uh, yeah, I don't get nearly as much like interaction since that happened. I would not know. I would probably not know how to produce a live event now because it's so much different from when I was doing it before when, when you got, your listings in Time Out, New York, Village Voice, New York Press. Village Voice and New York Press don't even exist anymore, you know. And and I would reach out to to writers, and uh, you know, I, I, w- I was very good at getting press um, right up to the New York Times. Even mm-hmm. the the arts and leisure section of the New York Times Sunday edition covered something that I was doing. That's that's the big time in the nineties, but now it's it's. Facebook, it's Instagram, it's going through social media primarily to produce and to promote. And I don't know how to do that shit, and I wouldn't want to. 
Well, it, I mean, it worked for a while, then Lust got pretty big. Yeah, Lust did extremely well. Until they red flagged my profile. And that was when Fausta Sesta yes. came about. Yes, it was about a month or a month and a half after Fausta Sesta. And then they slowly started to crack down on anything related to sexuality or in particular um, women or female sexuality. Folks, look it up because I don't want to explain what it stands for. But essentially, it, it's a law that was enacted that was supposed to protect um, sex trafficking, sex, traf- sex trafficking victims. But it was, it is just so wide-reaching, way ridiculous, too wide. way yeah. too wide-reaching, and 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 there's so much latitude for enforcement. Um, to the, the first time I noticed it, it was like right when it went into effect and the Craigslist personals were shut down. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I hadn't even heard of it. I didn't hear about it when it was, I didn't hear about it in time to protest against it before it happened. And neither did any of my friends. They're like, what the fuck is this? After it already happened. A lot of my friends are very politically aware, like something that was slid under the door, like when we were asleep. Yeah, it was. And it, and it was bipartisan. Mm-hmm. I think only four people in Congress voted against it. So I guess they didn't consider it controversial. and I don't think they thought it through because, no. I mean, Democrats wouldn't have voted for it, I don't think, if they knew how far reaching the effect on free speech. Yeah, and Republicans wouldn't have voted for it if they had any idea that, like, Backpage would be gone and they couldn't go there for escorts. <laughs> but I'm not even joking. Oh, don't even get me started on Republicans. They all get fucked up the ass on, in, like, they're dirty motels. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Yeah, if they could go back, you know, now, not having the Craigslist, not having Backpage, they would fight it all the way. I think I sent you something from Craigslist recently. I didn't get like, it. There, I Why think it came back. All right, I'll look into it. I think I think that came back hmm. somehow. You can find it. I'll, I'll send it to you. Ten but, minutes left. Oh, no, wait. Do you know what's going on with, like, YouTube stuff? Do you know about that? No. The new, like, how it's going to be coded as, like, either for children or for adults. No, I didn't. Okay. Well, 10 minutes there might not be enough time to get into it. And I don't really know that much about it. I thought you might, because it has to do with, like, censorship. It's furthering the... Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's hard because my little brother is, um, he's turning 10 in January, and the stuff he sees on YouTube is just absolutely ridiculous, and I wish I could protect him from it more. Also, it shouldn't affect adults <laughs> and their... First Amendment rights. Okay, so this thing is probably going to protect him more or not. I'm not sure because it's uh, it's going to make things that it's going to make things coded either for children or for adults. But if it's coded for children and it's not meant for children, the person who's doing it could get in trouble. And that's how I heard about it from the person who might be putting out something with puppets and it's not appropriate for kids. But because it's puppets, it might be coded as for children. Um, but this will hopefully help kids not be exposed to things yeah because there's a lot of cartoons that are very inappropriate for children and he's i've seen him watch some of them and i'm like buddy why are you watching this and it's like nazis like making butt jokes you know Mm. like literal nazis on the in the cartoon and he's like i don't know it suggested it to me (laughs) Wow. wow wow like what were you watching before and it's like legit cartoons what so, was that do you know i don't know i i, I there's there's been a lot of different times where another time he was watching a video that had the n-word like the full n-word no yeah no and i i came in and i was like 
I was like, buddy, what are you watching? He's like, I don't know. Is this in the Midwest? Yeah. Like, okay. That's weird. That's really <laughs> weird. That's really weird. That's different weird. Oh, is this on Netflix? No, no YouTube. You, you YouTube. said YouTube. I'm sorry. That's And so he weird. just keeps clicking on like recommended videos, weird. you know, and a lot of them are not appropriate. And anyways. Yeah. With seven minutes le- left. So people heard a little bit about the cool stuff that you do. And, and if you're if you're someone here and you've got a lot of money and you want to throw <laughs> the best party ever, you want to have all kinds of wild entertainment or if you want it to be low key and still be the best party ever, you want to hire AHC Concepts to do it and you can find them. AHCconcepts.com. That's or simple. AHC Concepts on Instagram or Facebook. And uh, yeah, I, I pretty much only take, I mean, if you're listening and you have like a boat load of money, yes, hire me. If you're listening and you're like, I have $400. Sorry. Nerp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? what what I do takes a lot of money to produce. I and worth it. I'm like trying to think of what you do and what $400 would cover nothing. of what you do. Absolutely nothing. No, it might cover like a person. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Me, no, it wouldn't cover no. me. Yeah, see? It would maybe cover you. I mean, I try to pay you more like 500 but yeah. Yeah, uh, a stage manager with no one to stage manage. Yeah, it would, it would, it would cover a stage manager maybe. Yeah. But a p- performers, especially specialty performers like contortionists that are going to be contorting all night. They're more like eight hundred to a thousand. I know this was a big might cover their glitter when when someone's about to come on my show. I'll go on their social media, and I know that if you don't want to talk about this, especially with just six minutes left, I know that you got into it with some performer about. Oh yeah, so I hired her for lust, and um, she said I only hired her for two hundred dollars. And at the time, I I didn't like go into my records. I I hire between one hundred and fifty and one hundred and sixty artists per year so i was just kind of like oh okay well i mean you were a new performer whatever i paid her 400 mm-hmm. and it was and that was for a public ticketed event so which you can't pay as much for yeah so public can't. ticketed events especially ones without a client footing the bill so lust was me mm-hmm. <laughs> it was me and ticket sales and it was my ass on the line mm-hmm. so um and that's pretty standard in our industry for public ticketed events the the rates are lower than mm-hmm. private and corporate events about so, half or less yeah half or less that's a good standard and um but about half and and she wasn't getting it so in pm i i kept going back and forth with her, trying to explain it over and over again. And she just really wanted to call me out, essentially, is what it was. And then she called me out publicly. And then I, like, addressed it. And um, and then, you know, I asked for help. I was like, can people jump in here? Because, mm-hmm. like, this is, like, ridiculous. Like, help. And um, and then I, I finally went back in my records and I and I took a screenshot and, that showed I paid her 400 not mm-hmm. the 200 she was saying I paid her. And then she just blocked me on everything. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, okay, whatever. But then, but like all the comments um, going around social media were like really just so nasty towards me. They were like, see, that I didn't see. Yeah, Abby's such a cunt. And, you I'm know, glad I didn't see that. Um, you, you know, the cunt word was used several times. And I'm like, that's just a cheap shot, you know, but that's part of being a female business person. I don't see these things happen towards male business owners. I just don't. Were they calling you a cunt to support their friend not knowing who you were? Yeah. These people who know who you are. No, no, I didn't know anybody that was calling me a cunt. Okay, good. Because that's different. That 
it doesn't make sense, but it makes more sense than, you know, people. No, like, it was mostly, on, yeah, you know? men that were trying to, yeah, support, get on her good so, side. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, but the, there's always going to be people that, that have something to say about anything. Anything. It's, I, I could do something really, really amazing and support a ton of artists and not take any money myself. And somebody would still have something nasty to say. Have you ever seen like comments on porn? No. <laughs> yes. Like, it was great sex, but the camera work was terrible. Absolutely terrible <laughs> camera work. It's amateur porn. <laughs> yeah, somebody has. I mean, you know, I did look at um, like some of the videos that were were done about lust. Unfortunately, I looked at the comments, like the ones that had like, you know, 500,000 to a million views and stuff. And I scrolled through some comments and I was like, wow, people are. Yeah, they're people are nasty. People are nasty. Here's the stuff we didn't get to. Performers, producers grossly undercutting their competition. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We didn't really get to Club 59. Your best and worst performance experience. I feel pretty was cut from the new West Side Story. My fitness journey, fat as fat, fit as fuck at fifty five. Fat yeah. as fuck. <laughs> fat I'm more as like fuck at fifty five. Fat as fuck at thirty five right now. We didn't get to penis worms. What? No. Josh Brolin's burnt butthole, or a thirty two foot butt tapeworm, and we also did not get to nerd wars. We have two minutes for nerd wars. I want to get to the butthole. What happened to Josh Josh Brolin's butthole? Pull it up. It's on your phone. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, what? Josh Brolin burnt his butthole. Is this video? No, it's an article. Okay. Yeah, when I heard this worm. Yeah, you're lucky we didn't get to that. Maybe next week. I would have nightmares, man. All right, I don't know. Is this worth a read? That's like almost as bad as a poop knife. Go ahead. Josh Brolin tries perennium sunning and burns his pucker hole. The Avengers Endgame star said the pain was so bad he had to spend the day icing and using aloe and burn creams on his perennium instead of hanging with his family. Actor Josh Brolin has a message for today's youth. Tanning your taint isn't a good idea. I think we can end there. (laughs) (laughs) And there's he has a picture. A picture? Yeah, there's a picture. What? Of him trying to tan his butthole. Well, that's not trying to tan him. His tent. That's someone else. That's Josh Brolin illustrating what he did because that's oh, yeah, a blonde that's right. man. Yeah, that's right. Tanning his teeth. I, I don't even know who Josh Brolin is. He, he played was... Thanos in uh, Endgame oh, and, okay. and Infinity Wars, which I still haven't seen. He was also in The Goonies. Wow. Thank you, Vape Girl. Thank you, Faceman. Thank you, Abby Hertz. Thank you. I'll have that episode that everyone wants to hear. (laughs) Sounds like such a shit show, man. That shit show will be archived on Monday. Thank you all for listening. Tune in each and every Saturday at 3 p.m. for Dunsun. And then come back at 7 p.m. for Art Star Scene Radio.